0: hello everyone welcome back to holding fast to faith i'm your host brett hill and today we're going to talk about the master of fabricated evidence and most people that and and i'm talking about most Christians, most churchgoers, people that spend a lot of time in church and then struggle with so many things in their lives. They struggle with addictions. They still struggle with sins that they can't break free from. They struggle with fleshly habits. They struggle with uh, what people like to call generational curses and and things like that. So what we're going to talk about today is the reason why people struggle with these things and the reason why they are still in people's lives when People are believers when they are Christians, when they are uh, receivers of Jesus Christ into their life, they still struggle with these things. And so, we're going to talk about who the master of fabricated evidence is. And obviously, the master of fabricated evidence is Satan himself. Satan loves to deceive. The Bible says that he is here to steal, kill, and destroy. He is after your time, your treasures, and your talents. So what we want to do is we want to uh, reveal to the Christians, reveal to those that are struggling with things, the way to be released, not to be trapped. So so we need to understand where these problems in our lives come from, and we need to understand why we get so trapped in them and why they become such a problem to us. So we're going to take a look in Proverbs chapter 18, Verse uh, twenty-one is where we're going to start at Proverbs chapter eighteen, verse twenty-one, and I, I want to uh, want to read this scripture, and I'm going to read it out of the King James Version. It says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof." So when we look at this scripture, a lot of people likes to say, "Well, I can uh, I can kill people with my mouth, and I can." And I can bring people back to life. And that's, you know, we have the power uh, in our own selves, so to speak, uh, to agree with what God says over us. The power to agree with the life Jesus said that I came to give life and life more abundantly. And the book of Jeremiah says that I know the plans that I have for you. It is plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Now, in your tongue, the power you have in your tongue is to agree with the things that God says about you. And you can agree with those things or you can agree with the deceiver. You can agree with the devil or the devil told uh, Eve in the garden in Genesis where he said, surely you won't die when god said the moment that you eat of the fruit in the middle of the garden that tree in the middle of the, the tree of uh, of uh, life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil he's god said the moment you eat of that tree you will surely die well satan comes along and says surely you won't die so we have to get to the point to where we're going to believe one story or the other because our tongue, the moment that we speak things out of our mouth, they become a seed that is sown that allows us to agree with God so that God can work in our lives, or they become a seed that is sown that agrees with Satan and his plans for us, and he can start working in our lives instead of God. Now, let's move on with that so that we can explain that because he is a master, a master of fabricating evidence against us, and he can cause us to believe a certain way. Uh, and I'm going to tell a story here real quick. Uh, my, my father, my earthly father, uh, his, several of his family members, including himself, uh, I, I remember him turning flips in the hallway uh, having kidney stones, having problems with kidney stones, and year after year after year, all his life he was tormented with kidney stones, and uh, this it would just seem like it was just all the time that he was in in chronic pain because of kidney stones destroying his life. And uh, long about uh, the year 1999 or 2000, right in that area, um, I came home from a mission trip in Mexico and uh, when i got back home i woke up in the middle of the night uh, practically banging my head on the base of the commode in the bathroom screaming with uh, a, a terrible pain and it wound up that i had a kidney stone and i carried this kidney stone for a long time because long story short it it was like a three-pronged fork going down the urethra tube and the more water i drank and the more the doctor said just drink a lot of water and you'll pass it But the more water I drank, the more those forks stuck into the walls of the urethra tube. It was not coming out. And the doctor even believed he told me that I was full of baloney when I told him that I had had that kidney stone for three months straight. And he said, there's no way this is another kidney stone. And then I told him I wasn't leaving the hospital until that kidney stone was in front of me where I could see it and touch it and know it was out of my body. And so long story short, they went in, they, they used a basket to get it. He showed it to me and he said, you were right. This stone was not going to come out any way possible unless we went in and got it. And when he showed it to me, I had a come to Jesus meeting. As some people might say, I spent a lot of time in prayer. I sat down in faith. I read the word of God and I talked to God about that. And I and I literally spoke the words out of my mouth, Lord You said that when I was born again, when I accepted you as Lord and Savior, that my old man was passed away and that all things had become anew and I was a new creature in Christ. Now, I need to explain something to you. These kidney stones are of my earthly father's bloodline and I'm of your bloodline now. These things have stopped. I will have no more kidney stones in my life, period because I am of your bloodline and all those old things have passed away. These DNA or generational curses, whatever you want to call them, but I'm of your bloodline now and nothing that might have been inherited from my earthly parents is ever going to exist in my body again because I belong to you and I'm part of your body now and your blood flows through my through my veins and I declare it in the name of Jesus. Well, I told my dad about that and my dad kind of snickered at me, and he said, well, son, that's a good prayer, but you're going to have kidney stones about once a year for the rest of your life. Well, that now is the year 2022. I have not had the kidney stone in 22 years. My dad watched me for uh, 18 years after I had the kidney stone. Well, 16 years after I had the kidney stone before he passed away, And he watched me for those 16 years never having a kidney stone again with me explaining to him over and over and over that I am a new creature in Christ, that I am not of that bloodline, and it will not happen to me because I have faith in the Word of God. And Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart so is he. Let's look at Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he think in his heart, so is he. So Proverbs 23 and 7, if it's in your heart and it comes out of your mouth, that's that's the words that you're sowing and the words that you sow have the ability to agree with what God says about you. Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you and they are to prosper you and not to harm you. And Jesus in the book of Matthew, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. So with God saying one thing about you, let's talk about some things that the master of the fabricated evidence says to try to keep us from having that deliverance from having that abundant life from being released and having freedom in Christ to be freed from the things that Satan likes to work on you because he he is a genius and he loves to use things against you. So uh, one of the best things he loves to do is get you to believe a lie. Uh, go back to Genesis and look at Genesis where he spoke in the Garden of Eden where he was talking to Eve, where she said, God told me that if I eat of this fruit, I will die. What did Satan say? He told a lie. Surely you won't die. And he said, surely you won't die. He's told a lie. He, and he went on to say God knows that if you eat of this fruit, that you'll become just like him. That's why he's not wanting you to eat it. He don't want you equal with him. Satan's telling a lie, deceiving Eve to make her uh, believe the lie. Now, the moment that you believe the lie, you have deceived yourself. And if you speak it out of your mouth, matter of fact, have you ever had a friend or maybe you've got a kid, or maybe you've got uh, children of your own, maybe you've got nieces, nephews, what have you. Somebody walks up to you, and they're trying to work on something in school, or uh, they're they're saying, well, I'm just stupid. I'm never going to get this. Well, that's the words that have come out of your mouth, and then you, if you say that long enough, you start believing that. You start letting that stuff get into your life and you start believing that stuff and it's seeds that you're sowing in your own life that is causing you to go in the direction that you're agreeing with Satan and letting Satan work in your life. In other words, you're opening the door to Satan to make what you said come out of your mouth true. So if you keep telling yourself, I am stupid, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to mount anything. I'm going to be poor all my life. I'm never going to have anything. When you keep saying these things, Satan's over here in the corner going, yes, I agree with that totally. And it's totally against the word of God. So God is been taken out of the picture because of your words that you're speaking over yourself. You have the power to prophesy over yourself with Proverbs 18 and 21 that says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that love what they say about in their tongue, those that love to use their mouth and talk will eat of the fruit thereof. In other words, they will constantly live out whatever comes out of their mouth. That's what the Bible's saying. So if you say I am prosperous, I am a child of God, I am more than a conqueror, I am born again, I am of God's bloodline, I have received the eternal life in Christ, you keep saying good things about yourself, I have life and I have life more abundantly, my father owns the cattle of a thousand hills, all the things that the Bible says about you, and again Jeremiah, I know the The things that I have planned for you and it's plans to prosper you give you prosperity and not to bring you harm when you start believing and speaking the Word of God it's things that comes out of your heart that comes through your mouth so if you're believing that you're no good that you're stupid that you're dumb that you're worthless that you're poor and you're never gonna mount anything it's gonna come out of your mouth when it comes out of your mouth you're sowing seeds that the devil can use now when he fabricates evidence he makes other people speak things. And this is where the children of God fall into traps all the time. And I want to use Genesis 37 and verse 20 uh, to tell about uh, Joseph. So you may know the story about Joseph. Joseph's dad was given him, uh, gave him a coat of many colors. And he was a favored son. And he had this dream that, uh, All of his brothers bowed down to him and also had the dream that his dad bowed down to him. And so uh, his brothers just uh, hated him. They despised him. And so one day he was sent out to the fields to take food to his brothers and they saw him coming. And in verse 20, Genesis 37 and 20, it says, Come now, therefore, let us slay him and cast him into some pit. We'll say, we'll tell our dad that some evil beast has devoured him and we'll see what will become of those dreams now. So what he, what they really did, long story short in this, what they did is they throwed their brother in a pit, then they didn't kill him, but they took his coat and sold him into slavery. That's how he wound up in Egypt. But when they sold him into slavery, they had to come up with a plan to tell their dad what was going on. So they killed a beast, a uh, put the beast blood all over that coat of many colors, and so they didn't say anything. They just carried the coat back to their dad. They laid the coat down in front of their dad and just looked at it and said, we have found this. And he looks at it and then goes, oh, that's Joseph's coat that I've made. Some wild beast has killed him and has devoured him. My son is dead. Now, they didn't say that to their dad their dad looked at the fabricated evidence. The evidence that was laid in front of him used the evil that was fabricated to create the story, and then they didn't open their mouth or say a thing. The evil fabricated evidence laid in front of him made him speak and say, my son has been killed by some wild beast. Now, to get to the purpose of that in your life, if Satan starts creating circumstances in your life, if he causes problems in your life, if he causes something that you can open your mouth and say something negative about because, oh, maybe I'm just not right with God or maybe there's some sin that I've committed that's causing God to punish me, Satan's over in the corner with his pom-poms in his head, raising those pom-poms and shouting because you said something that has nothing to do with God's word. And Satan's like, yes, they've opened the door to let me in because they spoke it out of their mouth. They are being punished. So I'm fixing to go punish them. And that's how Satan gets in your life. So if you want to stop this stuff happening to your life, you've got to speak positive things over your life. You've got to work toward the positive. You've got to constantly speak praises, speak joy, speak positive things. I, I will have because my Father in heaven has. I, I have these things because God gave them to me. I am a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror because Jesus conquered all these things, and I don't have to go through them, and I don't have to face them. You know, you can't believe Satan's lie, and you can't believe the fabricated evidence that Satan puts up in front of you when he puts a problem in front of you, and maybe he... Maybe you fall down and break a leg or maybe you uh, uh, twist an ankle or something like that and maybe one of your family members just says, hey, he's danger prone. He's always going to be a clumsy idiot or he's always going to be this or that. If you believe that lie, you'll go through life telling yourself you're a clumsy idiot. But also, if you let's take it a little further. If you believe the lie that says I'll never be able to get it right, I'm always going to sin. I never will be able to conquer the sin in my life. I'll never be able to be good enough to conquer the sin in my life. When you start believing that, Satan's always going to use the mistakes that you make to tell you that you have to believe that lie that you told yourself. You might as well give up. You might as well stop trying to live for the Lord because you just can't do it. You've proven it over and over and over that you're never going to be able to stop sinning. So why bother? You're going to hell anyway. But listen, God did not say that about you. Jesus Christ didn't say that about you. Matter of fact, he said with one of his disciples when they came to him and said, how many times should I forgive my brother in one day? Is seven times enough? And Jesus said not seven times, but 70 times seven. So that's 490 times in one day, and that's a rhetorical answer. Jesus said as many times as it takes is basically what he's saying. And then in Matthew 7 and 7 through 11, where he says, Asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking you shall open. He goes on to say that everybody that asks receives. And if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more should your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask? In other words, just like his scripture says, my grace and mercy is new every morning. You can ask me forgiveness as many times as it takes. And I'll be there. I'll be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cast them as far as the east is from the west. But you need to have the positive attitude to start. You got the Bible says that uh we have to transform our mind and we got to renew our mind in Christ. And how we renew our mind is the word of God. We got to change the way we think. We can't think negative things about us anymore. We have to think positive things about us and the things that we think in our heart. Listen, I want to read this again, uh, Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it's the thoughts that go on in your heart that makes you who you are. If you think you're a loser, guess what? you're never going to find victory. You've got to get those thoughts out of your heart. You've got to stop believing the lie that Satan tells you because the Bible says you've been made more than overcomers through Christ who strengthens you, the one that died for you, the one that took all your sins, took all your pain. He was born a very poor person, born stripped of everything, the poorest of the poor so that you could have his riches and glory. And so we've got to understand that the power of the tongue is the most important thing that you need to get control of. And James, uh, in the book of James, it says that the tongue is like a little bitty rudder on a great beast ship. And even though a ship is tossed and thrown around in the water, that little bitty rudder turns and controls that ship, and that's the way that your tongue is about the things that goes on in your life. If someone tells you that you're going to lose your job or someone tells you that you're going to go bankrupt and you just start saying, well, you know, it's looking bad for me. This is probably uh, it's probably going to happen. All the evidence is showing that I'm going to lose my job. Well, guess what? You just opened the door for Satan to work in your life. And he says, well, I'm going to work on the manager because he has allowed me in and and maybe I'm going to replace him or maybe this. But you you condemn yourself with the power of your tongue. You cause things to happen in your life because we open our mouth and say things and sow seed. But now I want to give you some positive things. The Bible says we can break generational curses, the Bible says that we can condemn those things, that we can stop these things prophesied over us. And a person that has spiritual authority, children, teenagers, Uh, listen to me. If you've got a spiritual father, if you've got a spiritual pastor that has spiritual authority over you, they can speak and break the chains over you by condemning those statements that come out of your own mouth. It's biblical. You can have a spiritual parent that can speak over you and say, "I, I rebuke those words that you just said in the name of Jesus, and here's what I speak over you and they can come over and speak something other than what you spoke and their words will have more meaning over you than the words that came out of your own mouth because they have spiritual authority over you that's a wonderful thing and the other thing is once you come to christ now here's where you need to drive this home because once you come to christ and you give your heart to the lord and you've asked christ to come into your heart You can claim just like I did. You can claim to break those generational curses in your life. And you can claim that I am no longer of this bloodline. I'm no longer that person that I used to be. And I proclaim all these generational curses in my life. All these problems that I've been dealing with. God, I put them in your hand i destroy them by the blood of jesus and i separate them from me and god break these chains right now and make me a new creature in christ and set me free from those things that have come out of my mouth when i was not yet wise to your word and understood who you was and the power that you had over my life and you can break those chains yourself now i want to make one last statement to you to help you understand something and this is this is a very good statement because You've heard this. You've heard the statement uh, in the Bible: "Who the Son sets free, is free indeed." And people always say, uh, "If you will speak the truth, the truth shall set you free." <clears throat> well, if you look at this in a biblical perspective, and you you remember that the truth shall set you free, and it will. It's biblical. The Bible tells us that the truth sets us free, it breaks chains, it breaks bonds over our life. And uh, listening to a lie sets a snare in our life or it traps us and puts us in bondage. So as long as you're living and listening to the lies that Satan says over you or that he tricks you and fabricates evidence and, and sets up other people to say things or causes conditions to change in your life, so that you will believe something other than what the Bible says about you. He's fabricating evidence. Listen, Satan is a genius. He will, he will use other people to say things and pass it down the line. He'll create circumstances. He will cause issues in your life to pop up just to put in there to get you to open your mouth and say anything negative, that he can possibly get you to say so that you will open that door to him and let him act on your words. That's what, listen, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. In Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm not telling you something that's not biblical. Satan will provide fabricated evidence in your life. Satan will help generate circumstances around you. He will help generate issues with other people. To cause you to speak negative or cause other people to get mad and say negative things about you. You may speak negative things over your marriage. You may speak negative things over your children or your life. Listen, don't do that. Don't fall for Satan's tricks because whatever comes out of your mouth is seed sown that will allow the devil to be able to act. So you gotta speak prosperity. You gotta speak blessings. The Bible, Book of James says blessings and cursings should not come out of the same mouth. He says, "It's it shouldn't be so. You shouldn't do that. You need to speak those things. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are of good report. Concentrate, meditate on these things. Talk about those things and get away from the negativity. And since the truth will set you free, listen to this. If the truth sets you free, then what does a lie do? What happens when a lie is spoken? When you believe a lie or when a lie is spoken over to you and you fall for that lie, what does it do? It puts you in bondage. You're trapped. Satan has thrown a snare out in front of you because of believing a lie. If he fabricates evidence in your life and puts that evidence in a place to where you believe it or you start talking about it and it starts coming out of your mouth in some form of agreement one way or the other, Oh, well, yeah, it's been a long time coming, but I guess, you know, things was good for a little while, but I guess I'm due for one of those bad days. Listen, you said it. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Don't speak those kind of things over you. You know, it may look like it's going to be a bad day, but I'm living in Christ and I'm a, I'm a creature of Christ. I live in his presence. He's in control of my life. God, I just praise you right now that these circumstances can't have control of me because my life is in your hands and I praise you for it. That's how we should be speaking. So listen, if the truth sets you free, what does a lie do to you? What does a lie do to you? How do you? How do you wind up being snared by your own words or snared by the master of fabricated evidence, start believing that lie. Start talking about that lie. Start talking those negative things over yourself and watch how Satan gets into your life and starts working against you and working against what God has planned for you because you've opened that door by letting the words In Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You're either going to agree with what God says over you, or you are going to agree with what the master of fabricated evidence says about you. So don't believe the lie. The truth will set you free, and the truth is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man will get to the Father but through me. If you want to see truth, Get in the Bible and read the truth because whatever he says about you in there, speak on these things, contemplate on these things. Get that? That's why over in the book of Hebrews, he said, I will write my word on the tables of their heart. Why? Because whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's who he's going to be. So God is writing his word on the tables of our heart so that that's what we're meditating on day and night, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We have to meditate on the word day and night. That's what will be in our heart. That's what we'll speak. That's what will come out of us. Instead of believing the lies that Satan tells about us and letting him snare our life and put us in bondage, put us under condemnation and put us in a place to where we can't see the glory of God working in our own lives. Praise God. I want to thank you for listening in. I, I want to thank God for everyone that this word is uh rooting in their lives. Let's pray right quick before we dismiss. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your many blessings. God, I I thank you for the wisdom in your word that we can look to you and find the reasoning for us to have glory and praise and honor towards you and let our lives always shine and uh be a replication of what you want us to be god i just thank you that the people they're listening or are hearing this word this positive word out of your bible out of your life out of your commitment to us to never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, this positive word is taking root in the listeners right now. And God, I declare that chains are broken, bonds are broken, and that reversed curses are now being taken place right now, that people are being set free by the word of God that they have just heard and put to action in their life right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I want to thank you for listening in. God bless you, and we will see you on the next one hello everyone i just want to remind you how important it is to get the word of god into your spirit every day the ticket to spiritual success is reading the word of god and getting the spiritual nutrition inside of you so that you are capable to face the world that is in front of you each and every day Get yourself an app on your phone. Download something on a tablet or get a physical copy of the Bible and take time out every single day to read the Word of God. It is the success in your spiritual life. God bless you.